St. Luke records for us that familiar Christmas account. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. It must have been a, a busy Christmas time for Mary and Joseph. All the traveling they had to do, the unexpected plans, and then a baby to be born. And we think we have a busy Christmas. Oh, we do have a busy Christmas. We make it pretty busy. We come up with our lists of things to do. For example, the weekend before Christmas, there's a whole list of things that the lady in the house is probably going to do. And the men have their list too. That's it. Just watch football. But then that last week hits, and it's time to make sure all the shopping is taken care of. I know for me, that's when I started my shopping. I thought, this will be a piece of cake. I'll go in the middle of the day when there isn't any crowd at the mall. Wrong. It took me 15 minutes just to find a parking spot. Well, that's what we do, because gift giving is such an important part of our Christmas celebration. Whether you're giving or whether you're getting, it seems that getting that gift is so important. But you know, getting that gift is kind of a challenge sometimes, right? Because you have to go through the whole thinking process of what does that person want? Or what do they need? And what is it I can afford or what can I find? I have to confess it can be kind of hard to know what to get sometimes for a gift. That's why I turned to infomercials late at night. <laughs> and I found a really good gift. 
the super hurricane scrub brush. No, it really is really good because it's just all operated by a battery that you can recharge and it does all the scrubbing for you and you don't even have to bend down or kneel to clean because it has an extension rod. So you can get to all those hard to find spots. It really is the ultimate, almost the perfect gift. Now, just to be sure that my wife would like it, I decided to test that idea with some of the ladies in the congregation. When we had our senior citizen group uh, Christmas lunch a few weeks ago, there was one table just with ladies, and I went up to them and I told them what I had gotten from my wife. I know they were amazed because their eyes got so big and their <laughs> mouth dropped down. I could tell they wanted one of those too. So that was the perfect gift. But you know, as I was thinking through that whole process of getting the perfect gift, I thought, maybe we have Christmas backwards. We spend so much time looking for that perfect gift, the right one that we think that they will love, that they need, when actually the perfect gift has already been given to us. Now, I know that I'm not the perfect gift giver, but I know that God is, and he has given us that perfect gift, a Savior. Now, I think my wife will like that scrub brush thing, because for some reason, our shower stall gets dirty. You know, a place where you're supposed to be cleaning and it's dirty. Kind of ironic, isn't it? But this will get all the deep grime, I'm told. It'll be done very easily. Well, there's a lot of dirt here that needs to be cleaned off in all of us. It's called sin. And we can think of some of those obvious things that we do. Maybe the actions that aren't so loving, the words that are kind of mean and uncaring. But that dirt goes deeper, too to those thoughts and desires that are unkind and selfish. There's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. Now, for some reason at Christmas, we're very concerned about what it is we want or we need in regard to material things, but a lot of people don't think about their character, what we need morally to be in a right standing with God. And if we do think about it, maybe we think, well, you know, I haven't been too bad. Or maybe I can just try harder and make up for things. The problem is, our good enough is not good enough with God, who said we need to be perfect. No sin at all ever in our life. But God knows that need, and that there's nothing we can do to fix it. And he took care of it. Look at what the angel said. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. The angel was telling us, here is the perfect gift.
it's exactly what you need. You see, we have to be right with God, perfect, but we can't on our own. So God himself, who is perfect, who is sinless, comes into this world to be our sinless substitute. Who in his words, who in his actions, who with his thoughts and even the desires of his heart is absolutely holy. And God gives that holiness to us through our faith in Him. So He is that sinless substitute we need. But He's more than that. He also became the sin-atoning sacrifice for us. The one on whom was laid the guilt for our sins, for the sins of the whole world. God punished him so that he would not have to punish us. And though Jesus died, he rose again from the dead to do something that you and I cannot do on our own. But we will come back again from the dead because he lives. Last night on the news, the... uh, News anchor was saying that uh, right now it's a shopping frenzy. Everybody's out there getting those last-minute gifts. And she said, because they're last-minute gifts, you can't expect to get the perfect one, so just any gift will do. Any gift will not do to make us right with God. It has to be the perfect gift. And that gift is Jesus. He's been given to us. Been given to us to do all that we cannot do. Been given to us to make us right with God. Been given to us freely. No effort. No cost. We call it grace. Now when you look at that gift, you have to remark with the Apostle Paul, Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Do you open all of your gifts at Christmas? Or do you leave some wrapped up and never use them, never see them? Well, that sounds like a silly question, right? Why would you do that? Well, yesterday as I was going through the box of wrapping paper and gift boxes, I found a present from last year that I never opened. Now, it was totally by accident. It was just a small little thing, and I guess I thought it was just a leftover box, so I put it in the box with all the other decorations. But then I opened it yesterday, and here was a little gift. I won't say what it was, because it might have been from you, and then you would be offended. But that sometimes happens with people, too, and the gift God has given us. Maybe Jesus, for some people, is just a small part of Christmas. You know, just one of the decorations, just part of a picture on a greeting card. Or maybe it's just an hour-long service on Christmas Eve. Are you part of the in crowd 
that has no room for Jesus? Or are you part of the few stable people? Here you are for an hour. But did you know there are over 8,700 hours in our day throughout the year? Do you have room for Jesus during the year? You know, Jesus came and spent his whole life here for us. To live for us. To die and rise again. So that he could be our Savior. And he wants us to have him in our life. To have him in our heart. To trust him. To worship him. To serve him. And so... To be blessed. You know, it's kind of funny what we do with gifts, isn't it? That we wrap them up or put them in a box or a bag so you can't tell what they are. And then you have to open it to see it. Now, maybe you're one of those people who likes to do a little bit of sneak peeking, huh? I do that. We got some stuff by UPS the other day and I was kind of feeling it. One was nice and soft. I could tell it was something, you know, clothing. Well, it was a sweater for the dog. <laughs> and this morning I saw a box that had my name on, and it said, To Dad from Because. I thought, I have to look at this one. But it was taped shut, so I didn't get to it. But sometimes people don't even want to take a little peek at who Jesus is. Or maybe they'll just peek and then ignore him for the rest of the year. You know, the angel said, a savior has been born to you. God invites you to go and see and believe. To open that gift and see the wonderful blessings that God has for you. Does that mean all your problems are going to go away? No. But it does mean you have somebody to go to. It has somebody who will be there with you. And somebody who will bless you every step of the way. Open that gift. Believe in Jesus as the God who loves you and blesses you and has given you eternal life. That is God's perfect gift to you. It's himself. If you want that perfect gift, there's no special worded prayer that you must pray. Simply acknowledge you need forgiveness and you have it in Jesus. So when the question comes to your mind or when you are asked it, did you get what you wanted for Christmas? You can say, oh yes, the perfect gift, Jesus. Amen.